Well, hey, everyone. Welcome to the Dear Family Courts podcast. My name is Lisa Welter, and I'm your host, joined by my partner, Jen Konezny. Jen and I today have a wonderful opportunity to share Caitlin O'Connor's story with you. Caitlin is a young, vibrant mom who's leading the way in the nonprofit arena as a program director for at-risk youth. You will be so inspired by what this young leader is doing, taking the skills of transformative family mediation and her leadership role as a restorative leader and integrating that into her work with youth. Friends, if you have young adults in your life that are looking for vision and mission, this is a very unique episode to share with them. So please share this episode with those that you think might be interested in hearing this story. Caitlin is just a diamond in the rough, and we just couldn't be more pleased to have her today. I am very pleased to welcome today as our guest, Caitlin O'Connor. Caitlin, thank you so much for being here today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Okay, Caitlin, so we're just going to get right into it. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey? Yeah, so I grew up in Indiana, uh, moved around a lot, and while I was in high school, found out about a college up in Minnesota, and first time I came, fell in love with it. Um, moved up to Minnesota after graduating and I, I had a vague idea as you, as you do in high school of what I wanted to do with my life. But when I moved up here and was living in the cities and started taking classes and having different volunteer opportunities, I, I feel like I was really just exposed to some of the great needs of kids and families and I knew that I wanted to do something about it. So about a year into college, I changed my major to youth development studies mm-hmm. um, and minored in international development um, because I knew that living in the Twin Cities, I would most likely be working with um, a lot of multi-ethnic, multicultural groups. Um, and through my studies, I just really felt this burden to... Um, to work with teenagers that were transitioning into adulthood that did not have the skills and were not equipped to do so. And just really wanted to be able to have a role where I could bridge that gap. Um, So that's, yeah, that's where I'm at now. That is incredible, Caitlin. And I love that you picked up on this at such a young age. I know you don't feel young, but compared to Jen and I, (laughs) You're, you're, you're still young, which is amazing. What did you notice in your studies or did you have a particular event or a job that really elevated this need of kids and youth and um, this need for support as they're finding their way? Yeah. So anytime I was given a project or an assignment, um, and I've, I've always been this way, um, I I wanted to like fully dive in and it's like, I'm not just going to do a research project about dolphins. Like I, I want to do something that matters or research or plan something that I might do one day. And I was in a class um, called youth, uh, youth mentoring and our objective, we were supposed to build 
like what a mentoring organization might look like. And as I was thinking through it, I was like, well, I don't just want to make like a fake after school program and be like, okay, this is good enough. Like did my assignment check. Um, but I was researching and had found out, um, about all the kids in Minnesota that age out of foster care without additional support and started researching it in this project and just kind of ran with it from there. Wow. Wow. And when you and I met, you were working in an environment where you were really supporting some of these youth. Is that correct, Caitlin? Yes. Um, I, my last job, I was working in a residential treatment facility Yeah. and was working with girls ages 12 to 17, um, some that had mental health and behavioral health issues, some that had um, already had some interactions with the legal system, um, a lot of broken families, and just in my time with them because they were living there, um, we got to do some fun activities, but then also got to teach them a lot of you know, basic life skills. We spent time in the kitchen cooking with each other. We talked about just practical skills that they would need when they left um, because some of them would be returning to, you know, somewhat stable families, but a lot of them didn't know where they were going to go when they left um, or who they were going to be living with. And so I got to provide some of that support to them. Oh, that's so cool. Oh my gosh, Kaylin, I, Kaylin, I just feel like <laughs> I can't believe what you just instinctively knew to do early in life, as we've kind of been alluding to here, talking about, but, um, and I can just hear the passion in your voice. Like, even though this, this can be a challenging area, you are clearly like in your zone because you're so passionate about like, okay, what else, what else can I do? Or how else can we, how else can I support? How else can I be a, a guide, um, for these people that are growing up and transitioning into adulthood? Um, so what was the, like, what was the catalyst for you to decide to engage with the transformative family mediation training? Yeah. So I had, when I originally connected with Lisa, she had introduced me to circle keeping and I had never heard of it before, um, and had always like been wanting to do the circle training and it just never worked out. And then I heard about the transformative family mediation that also included it. And I was like, wow. I'm so glad I never did the circle training because now, you know, I have the opportunity to do this, you know, big combined thing. And I just, I'm in a place right now. I know you've said I'm young, um, where I know what I want to do and the people that I want to reach, but I've just been trying to be obedient in this season to learn everything that I need to learn and try to equip myself as best as possible so that when I'm given the opportunity, um, I'll be ready for it. So when I heard about this training, I was like, oh my gosh, this is perfect for where I'm at and what I want to be doing. Yeah, totally. And you know what, Caitlin, I love that you stepped into this with such a, which, with such a sense of resolve and clarity, like as Jen was saying, like not many of us have that more straight or linear path that we would all kind of like to have. So I'm just so yeah. thankful for the way that you've just guided your own life and the way you've made decisions. And for those that are listening, I hope it's okay, Caitlin, but you were also very pregnant. So you were like managing a household 
managing a little, getting ready to have another baby. And since then, you've had your little as well. How is it going? Oh, so good. She's she's just amazing. I, I was, what, 37 weeks pregnant when I did the training? <laughs> yep. Um, lots of bathroom breaks. Um, <laughs> and my my son was 18 months old at the time because he was 18 and a half months old when she was born. So, but we... <laughs> We're doing great. She's uh, she's perfect and exactly what our family needed. Like Lisa and I are just flat out like coveting. Like it has taken us like two decades <laughs> to figure out yes. what we're going to do when we grow up. And so I think for us, like you have such wisdom and such a great inner compass. And so it is like you are absolutely, I wouldn't call you a young person. I would call you an extremely wise person who is making the most of her years. <laughs> and so just to, just to say, you know, just to qualify that. And when you were with us in the training, you absolutely were among peers and we had decades worth of an age range there. So. Right. But you're carrying just this beautiful wisdom and clarity in your life. What did the training do for you at a personal level? Oh gosh, so many things. On on one hand, um, even though I I have this clarity of what I want to be doing and who I want to be reaching, I just kept feeling like there was this missing piece, this gap. And it's like I know I know what I want to do, but the practical steps of like how to get there, and I feel like doing the training just kind of filled in that gap of here's a very tangible and practical way that I can help the people that I want to help. And it just, it made me feel so much more confident in what I'm doing because it's like, Oh, okay. Here's like, here's what I want to do in words and on paper and actual resources to do it. Um, And I feel like it was also so freeing because while I feel more confident and more equipped, um, in the training, we talked about the idea that, you know, as a mediator or as a circle keeper, you don't have to have the answers. Your job is to facilitate the environment and, you know, to create that safe space, but not to solve all the problems. And for me, that was just so freeing to hear someone else say, um, because, you know, I've always carried that pressure of like, okay, I have to make everything perfect and fix what everybody is dealing with. And it's like, no, that's not my job. Like, I can provide the resources, I can provide the space, but I don't have to have every answer. Yeah. Boy, that's gonna serve you so well. What are you doing now with your skills? You probably went on maternity leave. Catch us up. What have you been thinking about over the last number of months and what are you doing now with the skills? Yeah. So I went on maternity leave shortly after doing the training. And while I was on maternity leave, um, was really just trying to figure out like, okay, what's next. Um, and then obviously had another kid to think about too. And my current work schedule just was no longer conducive to our family of four. And so I was just kind of looking at what was next in the new year for us. And as I was kind of job hunting and seeing what was out there, I came in contact with Quincy House. Um, It's a nonprofit in Moundsview. And I started in January as their program director. 
Um, and we work with middle and high school students. Right now we serve about 80 students um, that are all identified as at risk in some way. Um, and we provide twice a week programming to them. Um, we always serve them a meal before they go home. We teach different life skills. Um, I know this month we are just focusing on building relationships, but we've got other months ahead that we're talking about college and career planning and money management and mental health and coping skills and just really trying to provide resources to these kids. And my goal and my hope is that each one of them can find at least one more caring adult at Quincy House um, to support them in life. That is so amazing. Oh my gosh. I'm so happy that you're there and that this just worked out that this was your next assignment and it's fitting with your family life. And um, I'm, I, I know that we've had some email interactions and you had talked about how you're training some people in circle in your organization. Could you talk a little bit about like, what are your plans for circle where you are as far as like providing that extra level of support for the kids? Yeah, so our setup for programming right now is we meet on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and Tuesday we have some kind of speaker or talk, um, and then Thursdays they were already doing um, small groups, but small groups with teenagers, especially middle schoolers, can sometimes get a little out of hand very quickly. <laughs> um, so... But also, I mean, you don't just want to sit there and talk at them um, every week. So we are training our leaders to do circles and to implement that into our Thursday programming. So after they hear some kind of talk or lesson, then we can take that time in circles to talk about it and talk about the application of it and just to also create that space to check in and continue building relationships with them. Um, and one of my favorite parts about circle with teenagers is just that it levels the playing field because you always have that like one really rambunctious kid that's like the center of attention they're right there louder than everybody else they don't <laughs> stop talking and then you have the ones that they'll show up but you will never hear their voice but creating circle you know, it gives that quiet kid the opportunity to talk and it can help teach that really loud, rambunctious kid, you know, how to listen. And it just, it creates such a cool space. Caitlin, I love that you're leading the way and doing this work because this is what we all want, right? Like we all, no matter what age we are, we want to be known, heard, and understood. And when we think about youth that are, you know, have some of those qualifiers of being at risk, they need this more than any of us. And I just love that you are carrying the baton to share this technique and skill with kids who will ultimately bring it back into their households, most likely, and have a different way of communicating. It's just like another skill set in their own tool belt that you're equipping them with. And so... I feel like so more so often we as adults, we just want to talk at them. I'm so guilty of this <laughs> as mm -hmm. like, I think I'm coaching my teenagers, but I'm not, I'm talking at them. 
And uh, I'm just so thankful for, for you and what you are bringing to Quincy House. What are you dreaming about? You've got this uh, qualified neutral status that you can do more. And are you thinking about any of those uh, pieces of the puzzle that you've got or, or where are you at? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really thankful that I was able to step into this position um, at the age that I'm at, because I just keep thinking about like, man, like we've got decades to reach this community. And um, I just keep thinking about the ways that we can grow our team. And even um, we have so many, so many teenagers that my, my goal, my dream, um, I want to be able to create more longevity within our program mm -hmm. so that as we're, and I mean, we already get these kids for seven years if they're there with us from sixth grade to 12th grade, but we don't just want them to graduate high school and be like, see ya, good luck. Like you've been with us for seven years, but now you're on your own. Um, but I really want to be able to use the skills that I have to create more longevity so that we're able to um, continue serving these kids and help see them successfully transition into adulthood, to see them in safe places and doing good work. That's so cool. Caitlin, and I, I'm really curious. So when you think about the vision you have to create this longevity um, and people that are listening, if they're like really connecting with what you do as an organization, what are you looking for in the way of support or volunteers or like, how can people support what you're doing there? Yeah, for sure. Volunteers, because the more we're kind of having a really good problem right now where we have grown so much on the side of kids that we, you know, we have too many. Um, which I feel like is the best problem to have. Um, but we just don't have enough adults to reach every kid that wants to be a part of our program. And the more adults that we have coming consistently on Tuesdays and Thursdays, or even if it's someone that just like, maybe they don't want to be with the teenagers, but maybe they love to cook and can help provide a meal or someone that can help provide transportation, driving our kids home. Um, there's so many areas for people to get involved and the more adults that we have, the more capacity we have to serve more kids. And we, we never want to have to turn kids away, but we also want to serve with excellence. So I, I would love to be able to help more kids. Mm, I love it. Well, friends, you've heard from Caitlin, just the good work that's happening and if you are at all interested in stepping in and coming alongside Caitlin and the Quincy House, I even know some of those founding leaders, Caitlin, and they are good people. You've got a great leadership team and they are to the core. They are just good people with good hearts. And so I'm just so thankful that we had this opportunity to share about what you're doing and highlight the story of the Quincy House. But Caitlin, I just want to take a pause and say thank you for what you're doing. We need you in our community, and I love that you are really carrying the torch for the up-and-coming generation that will be replacing us someday. You're doing it in the right way with the right posture, and so I know Jen feels exactly the same. Jen, do you want to close us out? 
Yeah, I just want to encourage everyone to take a look at what's going on at the Quincy House. We'll have information in the show notes. And thank you, again, thank you so much, Caitlin, just for giving us your time. And we just appreciate you that you're out in the world doing such great work. Yeah, thank you. And thank you guys so much for having me and just for everything that you've done with the transformative family mediation training and just pouring into other leaders. <laughs>